Hi there, everyone. Hey, how you doing? Hope you are doing well on this very hot Wednesday afternoon here in Texas. Man, I will get to that in a minute. While we're waiting on folks to join, wanted to remind y'all that Cooped Up is my website. Uh, you can check that out, coopedup.com anytime. Uh, I'm Cooped Up is my handle in all the social places. Would love a follow wherever you watch or listen to this. This is broadcast live on Facebook and YouTube live and then re-aired um, or just stored, I guess, on all of the major platforming streams in audio format. So if you were listening in audio format, hello. Um, and be sure that you click the bell. Um, did I just say that? To, to subscribe, whatever, wherever you're watching, listen to this, subscribe so that you don't miss a second of it. Anyway, well, with that, let's get rolling. So sorry I missed yesterday. I was um, I was actually supposed to go to a rally in support of gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke yesterday here in Dallas. I was very excited about it. It was an event called Artists for Beto, and a lot of the art, art community came together, and it was at a, a great art gallery named the Aaron Cooley Gallery. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, Dina, uh, Dina Light McNeely, put together the event. It was fantastic. It was supposed to be fantastic. And my day just kind of went to hell yesterday afternoon. I don't know why I have to say that country, but that's what I did. Um, and so I had to miss the event. I missed being here live with you. I missed all of the things. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I missed the rally. But here is the saving grace. I predict so we have Black Tie Dinner this weekend. It is the largest sit-down fundraiser in the state of Texas. It is the largest LGBTQ plus uh, fundraiser in the United States of America, um, or up there with it. And it is a ballroom full of like 3,000, 2,500, 3,000, something like that. LGBTQI plus people and allies and all that stuff. A fairly liberal crowd. And it's not a cheap event to go to. I think the cheapest tickets are $500 a seat. And, um, and ours are not that. Yeah. Um, and so for Beto not to show up at that, that would be a great surprise to me. A room full of liberal-leaning, wealthy homosexuals. I think he's going to be there. So I wasn't feeling too badly. And I saw him last time when he ran for Senate. He came and he is a great crowd pleaser. You know, my favorite, favorite speaker ever at one of these things was the late Ann Richards. She was there. It was one of the first ones I ever went to. It was maybe the second or third one I ever went to. So this would have been like 20 years ago. Uh, and I don't even know. I can't remember if she was running for governor. No, she wouldn't have because she lost the gubernatorial race. I was in college still when that happened. So it was just, she was just making the rounds, but she, people were on their chairs, swirling napkins in the air. It was so electric. I loved having her there. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else has seen. It's always a great time. Billy Porter was there a couple of years ago and really got it going. I'll tell you who the most terrible person ever was that we saw. Uh, well, there's two of them. <laughs> One of them is Kenneth Cole, the, uh, the fashion designer or such. It was the most depressing speech I have ever heard in my life at one of these events to support. And this, by the way, this event, it 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 raises a couple million dollars a year. Half the money goes to the Human Rights Campaign Foundation, which is an organization that lobbies and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and then half of it goes to um, strictly local um, 
organizations that serve the LGBTQIA plus community here in North Texas. Um, I jokingly call it the United Gay. Huh? Um, but yeah, so that uh, so at that event, it's supposed to be we're celebrating the community. We're talking about our needs, but not so. But Kenneth Cole was so depressing and Monica, it was terrible. And then the other person who I really, really, really had high hopes for, and she was horrible, was Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn got up there and she does this thing that I hate when people go up at Black Tie Dinner and events like this and do. She starts pandering to the gays. She's like, oh, how do you like my outfit? How do you like my hair? How do you like my... Just all that kind of stuff. And she was her typical, like, ah! But she didn't... It, her little speech was just about how she used to be a go-go dancer and all of this stuff. And it was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why are you here? What you doing? Tie it back to us. We paid money to see you, but we wanted you to talk about us, but not in a pandering way. We're a very, we're a very particular crowd. Um, <clears throat> so, but anyway, so I predict that even though I missed Beto last night and was very excited to see him, that I will most likely see him on Saturday as well. Um, Black Tie Dinner is a marathon, though, not a sprint. I will tell you, there's lots of preparation going into it. It is a CNBC kind of thing. And it's not really high fashion. Like some people get a little fun with it. I usually try to put a fancy scarf on or something like that. Diffa is the one where people go crazy with their outfits. This one is a little bit more subdued crowd, but it's still like, like all these people, lots of politicians there, lots of local celebrities, sometimes actual celebrities too. <clears throat> and, um, but it's a good time. But it starts, the check-in starts, I believe, at 5.45 p.m. And it easily goes until midnight because there's there's stages of it. And you're like, in one area, there's like a reception. And then you go into the big room and there's all this, like, if you've seen a silent auction in your life, you've never seen one like this. It is the craziest silent auction ever. And then that, the doors open to the ballroom. You go in there and then they have all the stuff. And then as they're resetting Part of it, there's like an entertainer. There's some country music star this year, but last year it was like Kim Petras. And then the year before that, I don't remember who it was and all that stuff. There's always this thing. Patti LaBelle was one time, one year, the, the performer also at the end. And they do that to kind of preoccupy you so they're resetting. another. Because then there's like a nightclub scene after that. It's a whole thing. And so we book a hotel room that night at the hotel. It's not at the nicest hotel. It's at the Sheridan um downtown but it is the largest ballroom in texas and that is the reason why it is there because it is the only event space that can handle the size of the crowd that we have um but um planning for what you're going to wear even though it's not a showy thing you still have to show up um so i was like todd i'm not, and todd's out of town this week by the way he gets back he's on a plane right now flying back from Asheville, north carolina but i was like todd i'm not gonna wait until the last minute and try on my tuxedo We've done that a hundred times before and 99 of the times it's been successful. One time it was not. And we had to like MacGyver the tuxedo so that it looked like it was closed and fitting. And it very much was not. Um, and so, as I told you all the other day, I already went and I bought two pairs of Spanx. I do not plan to wear both, but I bought white ones and black ones. Cause I still haven't decided if I'm going to wear a white shirt or a black shirt. I'll get to that too. Um, um, I should have done an old fashioned show for y'all. St there's still time for that, I guess. But the um, uh, I bought the Spanx and I tried those on because I needed to try my I tried my tux on two weeks ago, and it was I, I joke that the fact that it closed was a technicality. It was not going to stay closed, and I was not going to be happy with it closed for more than 
20 minutes or so. So I needed to lose some weight, which I've, I'm down like six pounds already, which is easy. I mean, just walking and cutting back on the booze, although I'm I'm not being as good as I was before on that. I'm not going to lie. Um, not as much. I'm sleeping really well, though. And then um, so I tried. So I tried on the Spanx this weekend. Spanx, let me tell you. So they are better than the old ones. I had an old pair that were like torturous. These felt less torturous. Um, I also bought the ones that's sleeveless. It's the shirt version, but it's like a tank top version so that I don't have my arms stuck in them and more heat and all of that kind of stuff. But getting those bitches off, there's nothing sexy about that. You're trying to pull it up and it's sticking along the way. And basically I have to reach back like this and grab it and then just pull it, force it over my head. So we will see how that ends. Um, I'm worried that it's going to be more like opening a can of biscuits at the end of the night. And there's not that we are doing sexy time or anything, but there is literally nothing romantic at all about that. Are the kids staying in the hotel while you party? They are. We have a suite at the hotel. So it's two rooms, like a kind of a living room area with a pull-out sofa and all of that. Um, and then we always, Todd and I always, because this is how romantic we are. We always get a double room. We always get two beds. Even if it's just the two of us, we get two beds. Um, just because it's more comfortable, you got more space to put things down on, there's something to sit on, one person can take a nap and the other person can kind of play on their iPad or something on the bed, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, so yes, and then we will have a suitcase with some wine in it and all kinds of stuff like that. So yes, they come, they just, we just bring our hotspot and the kids are fine with their iPads. They stayed in the hotel last year too. Um, but they love, let me tell you, my children love to make sure that they know, they know that you know, that you, or that you know, that they know that you are drunk. You come in and they're like, you've been drinking. I'm like, of course I've been drinking. We're at Black Tie Dinner. You drunk? Probably. <laughs> they're just like, mm, side eye. Um, but yeah, so it's a good time. I have two outfits that I am circling around. I have my traditional Hugo Boss tux that I have. And it's just a black, very, very basic tux, nice tux, but just a regular tux that um, I have a black pussy bow, like silken shirt, because this is the issue, getting this closed also, but that I can wear with that. I also have a white tuxedo shirt with a either a long tie. I don't ever wear the bow ties. They just don't do much for me, but a long a long um, like cobalt tie. It's from Brioni. It is gorgeous. And um, so I have that. I also have an option that I think is a little bit more creative and a little bit more like loungy, like, and I'm leaning towards this. It is my black tuxedo pants. But then I've been, I went on Monday night and I bought a new shirt at Nordstrom, a black tuxedo shirt or tuxedo style shirt it's got french cuffs on it it's kind of a shinier material it doesn't have like the pleats and stuff it, it, it does actually you can't see the buttons the buttons are covered by the lapel or the what is it lapel whatever the thing is called on a shirt um it's not called a lapel there's some phrase for it but anyway they're covered it was gorgeous i'm not gonna tell you how much it cost um because i don't remember because i don't want to remember but uh, Nordstrom, by the way, is mostly out of dress shirts right now, like the really like formal dress shirts. The guy told me, he's like, we cannot keep them in stock because now that everyone is free to go, everyone's going to events and stuff again, and no one's the same size as they were when the pandemic started. 
um, the dress the dress shirts are flying off the rack. So I had to get one. So I got oh, let me go back. So it's this dress black dress shirt, gorgeous. It's the Eaton brand, E T O N. I don't know the brand, but it's it's beautiful. And then I have a navy blue velvet uh, tuxedo jacket. It's got the the black satin lapel and it's navy blue. It is so gorgeous. Um, and I'm thinking about wearing that, but this, get this, I may not wear a tie with it because the black shirt doesn't close. I had to get one that doesn't fit because they didn't have any um, <clears throat> to do it. And they also, it was, it was a slim fit. I didn't know this, by the way, pro tip, if you get a slim fit shirt at Nordstrom and it does not fit you, they can run it upstairs to the tailors, their in-house tailors, and they just take out the darting along the back that make it slim fit. And suddenly it's a regular fit shirt. I was completely unaware that that was possible, but they did it. Um, oh yeah, the placket. Yes, thank you, Joy. Hey, Joy. How is the, how are things in Albuquerque? Um, the uh, but anyway, the uh, uh, so I'm thinking about wearing the black shirt with the navy tux with my tuxedo pants, and then just leaving the collar open on the top button and not wearing a tie at all, and just being kind of like. Elevated because of the material, the velvet and the 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 lapel and all of that kind of stuff. So I was really what I really, 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 really wanted, but I could not get it in time. Was I wanted like a giant, like peony, like fake, obviously peony or uh, hibiscus or some sort of big showy, probably reddish flower, pinkish flower of some sort, like a pin, like what you would see like mother or the bride wearing it of. Uh, a wedding just a big one right there that I was going to put on my tuxedo um but I could not find that they uh I, I found a ton of them on Etsy it's just if you order it like two weeks ago you don't get it until the end of October because they're all made to order but they are gorgeous gorgeous I may have to I don't know I actually may I still like that idea very much I may need to just order it in advance so that I have it for the future bing light bulb just went off Albuquerque needs its own Cooper. Oh, thank you, Joy. Um, the, by the way, Joy, the lady who bought we bought our house from 13 years ago, she has since moved to Albuquerque, and she's an attorney. Norlin Price is her name, and she is the executive director, I believe, of the Albuquerque Children's Choir. Fantastic woman. If you happen to have any interaction with Albuquerque Children's Choir, be sure you tell Norlin that I said hello. Um, but anyway... So I did. So we did a test run of the tuxedo situation. I'm going to take both of them just in case. I, sometimes I get there and I put one on and I'm like, not what I wanted. And then I always also bring just like my regular white shirt too. And so that's why I ordered the black and the white Spanx. Always a nice thing to have. But I'll tell you, I wasn't sure I was going to get into them. I put them up to my body and it goes like from here to here, like barely covering my body. And, um, uh, I literally just got a text from Spanx, y'all. I'm seeing it. Um, <clears throat> you've been influencing everyone with your new Spanx styles. Now, why not share your love and get... How did it know? That is so weird that I literally... That's what this, the text says from Spanx that I just got right now. Weird. Bonkers. Uh, oh, yeah, Joy, you do know Norland. She lives in Albuquerque now. You should look her up. You have a, a built-in friend there. Um, what else? What else? Um, I have two more things about the Queen's funeral that I failed to mention last time that I wanted to talk about. I make it sound like it's a serious topic. It is not. There are two. So one of them is kind of serious. And one of them is like a silly kind of weird thing. 
So the first thing is I was watching um, something. What was I watching? I don't remember what it was, but it was about King Charles walking around with his, and, and his guards. And so you know how like when President Biden or any president of the United States walks around, there's obviously there's people around him who are very obviously armed, glasses on, just like doing all the business, right? And it looks, it's kind of imposing, right? Like, you know, you're not supposed to be there. Uh, when King Charles, and I guess when uh, Queen Elizabeth did it too, it was just when King Charles, uh, when, when the video I saw, walks around. He also has a like a, their version of Secret Service detail walking around with him. But the most fascinating thing. So instead of their guns being on their holster and all of that, they walk around and they're wearing like double-breasted suits and get this, one of the arms is fake. Right, you heard that right. These two armed people are wearing it. They are keeping one of their arms with a gun, either in their hand or holster, or in the holster or whatever, ready to shoot. And it is hidden. It's sort of like when you were a kid and you'd pull your, sleeve, your arm in your sleeve and hide it like you were a one-armed person. Y'all did that, right? Um, uh, hang on. I just thought of something. The uh, so they have it, but the arm is fake that hangs down, and it's got like a hand, and it's a very realistic looking hand, but it doesn't move. So if you pay attention to it, you see that that arm does not move at all, and that their jacket is a little bit bumpy on all of them. The jacket's bumpy, so they're always ready, but they don't look intimidating. They're not trying to show off their guns and all of that kind of stuff, and usually they're older guys too. But I was like, that is insane to me. Like who thought of that? Like what? What brought that about? Where they were like, and I get it because they want the they want the, the 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 monarch to both seem protected and both seem elevated, but also of the people because that's the kind of balance that the the monarch has to take. Now, my mom is saying that is fascinating. I know. I was just like, what? What is that? So that was one thing, and then I had another thing about it. I and I've already decided that. This is going to be one of my New Year's intentions for next year is to observe the moment more with my eyes and less with my phone. And I already don't do that a lot. Like, I don't like taking videos. I may take one little tiny video at a concert or something. I may take one little photo or a little video at like a kid's performance or stuff. Drives me insane when people uh, just have like they're videoing the whole concert or the whole parade. And that's where I was going with this. The at, at Queen Elizabeth's funeral procession, the number of people, like you couldn't even see anyone's faces. All you saw was the back of their phones. And they were all looking at their phones watching instead of actually watching it in the moment. That drives me insane. Like, don't live, this is not Wally. Don't live life looking at a screen. And I have a theory. I think as we grow as a society and this becomes more prevalent, we are going to see a backlash against filming everything, but we're only going to see it in the upper classes. We are, it is going to be a dividing line. This is my prediction. I think it is going to be a dividing line of behavior and, and, and etiquette and all of that between upper class people and lower class people. And I don't know where middle class is going to land in that. I don't think it's going to be in the upper class. Um, but I do think that that's going to be one of those like manners um, like just like a sign of wealth and privilege and all of that, that you, that you feel comfortable enough that you do not have to record 
every little thing. Um, so um, Monica is saying, I'm the worst when it comes to taking videos and photos. I depend on others to share the photo. Same. I just, I will take enough to mark the moment, but I do not need to see everything that happens. I don't need to have, and here's the other thing. When are you watching that fucking concert video? And also, here's the other thing, and some people use it to post. You will rarely see me post a video from a concert. I made this next week. We're going to see Elton a week from Friday with Monica and Mike, and we have like six row seats. That's going to be a flex. So I may post one or two things about that. But here's the thing. Most of the time when you are videoing a concert, for example, it always looks like you have worse seats than you do. And if there is nothing that I am more proud of in my life, well, that's a hyperbole. You understand what I'm saying. If there, but there is, if there is something that I am very proud of in my life, it is my access to great seats at concerts. It is my access. I would, I'd rather go to one, I'd rather go to 10% of the concerts and have seats that are better than 90% of the rest of the people than to just go all of it. So the, um, uh, so if you sh if I see a video and I nine times out of ten this is the ninety percent show nine times out of ten if I see someone post a concert video I'm like hmm, someone's poor <laughs> I kid you not I'm like for two reasons I'm like those seats look shitty. And I especially think it's hilarious when people are taking selfies at concerts and you can see the curvature of the dome behind their heads. You're like, oh, someone needs a little concert charity. Um, and then, yes, I'm being so judgy on that. And I'm sure people will come for me about that. I say most of it in jest, but you know what I mean. And then also the distance. Um, so, yes. Uh, I put it up there with also people who... So I've never flown privately before yet 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 um but i'm already telling you when i fly private i am not going to be one of those people who takes a million photos of it and posts about it i may take one or two and i probably won't post about it but i'm convinced that it is not possible to fly private unless you take a picture of it and post it on social media unless you can genuinely afford to fly private and then you don't do that so that's the flex and I'm sorry, Monica, that I've said that twice now. Monica hates it when I say flex. But that's the flex, is being so, so privileged and so worthy and so, uh, worthy is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. So able to to carry it off that you do not need to show it off. And so, yeah. Um, my mom is saying, I want to see whatever it is with my own eyes and not through my phone. I agree completely. And when I do videotape it, I probably had the worst videos ever because I videotape it like this, like I'm looking. And how rude is it when people put their cameras up? And I saw that also in the the, the video footage of the um, the Queen's funeral. People putting their phones, and I saw people moving other people's phones out of the way because they were blocking. Um, I'm like, wait, rude. I will at worst hold my phone up like this so that I know my head is already blocking somebody. And I can't do anything about that. So I will do that. Look at her playing a video game. I probably look stupid. Um, Monica says, I will never buy cheap seats. Main reason, I'm terrified of heights and I can't get comfortable at that high. Oh, and those cheap seats, they are steep. I got free tickets to some sports ball game or something once. And I was like, nope. We went up, sat for about 20 minutes. I was like, we are leaving. 
because like just a little bit of lack of balance and you're a fatality. Um, but yeah, I just don't like cheap. I just don't like cheap seats. Again, I would rather miss 90% of the concerts and have really, really good seats at the 10% that I, and it kind of makes you, forces you to, to see what your values are for that sort of thing too. Um, I talked about that a lot more than I meant to, but mark my words, that is my prediction for, for the, one of the next things that is going to be a behavioral divider of social strata in the United States, at least, is that the upper class is going to push back against uh, the use of phones in public places, uh, videoing things, and and instead just taking it in, um, or at least appearing to. So, um, and who knows, by then we may have glasses that you just tip, tap. You know, I know Ray-Ban has a pair. I've, supposedly it's terrible, um, but maybe technology will come around to that. Um, what up? Oh, today is the last day of summer. Does that mean it's going to get any cooler? I doubt it. It was... 92, it's still 96 right now. My watch says it is 96 degrees outside in Dallas right now. My car said it was 103 earlier today on the road. Um, so it is still hot as balls outside. So I do not think that that's, I think that we have had, we had false fall a couple of days ago where we were all like, oh, it's starting to get nice. And now it's, uh, it's getting hot again. So at least it is cooling down a little bit at night, but it's also mosquitoing a lot at night. Um, so, but happy last day of summer. Fall officially starts tomorrow. You can drink your pumpkin spice lattes. I I made um I made the appointment the first week in November for Christmas lights to go on our house today. Um, what else? Oh, how many of y'all will have listened to the podcast Serial? S e i s e r i a l, not serial like Captain Crunch serial like like serial killer kind of thing it is um i don't remember who hosts it or what it's on but look it up if you haven't listened to it it is so good and it is about this murder and uh, investigation and all of that of this guy named um adnan syed and he was a 17 year old boy who was accused of killing his girlfriend Haile wang i think was her name something like that in Baltimore-ish area. It's been a while since I listened to it. But in, I mean, we listened to it on the way back from Rosemary Beach one time and listened to it the whole way, put it on when we started. And when we got home, there was 15 minutes left. We sat in the driveway after driving back from Florida straight away. We sat in the driveway listening to the last 15 minutes of it because it was so engrossing. And every episode you listen and you're like, you're like, oh, he totally did it. And then the next one, you're like, he couldn't have done it. And the next one, you're like, oh, he totally did it. And the next one, yes. Hyman, Hyman Lee, or Hyman Lee. Uh, that would be an unfortunate name, Hyman. Um, that's his girlfriend's name. And Sarah K uh, Koenig, 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 whatever, however you say that, is the host of it on PB. Uh, it's on... Um, not National Public Radio, but it's it's a podcast. It's one of the early, really like big breakout podcasts. Anyway, all that said, all that said, Adnan was he's been in prison for uh, twenty three years. He was imprisoned when he was seventeen years old, I believe, or maybe eighteen. Uh, he's been in tw twenty three years. They released him yesterday. They vacated his a judge vacated his conviction and said there's new evidence. There's stuff that was not presented. He is free to go. 
Um, and by vacating it, the, here's the thing that by vacating the conviction, he can be retried. It does not, it does not violate the double jeopardy clause of the constitution because it basically is as if it never happened before. <clears throat> but he did give the prosecutors 30 days to decide whether they were going to mount um, a new trial or drop the case. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. Hey, Joy, you said I'm your source for all things serial. Um, I've only listened to the first two uh, seasons. Second season was also great. It was not as compelling as the first, but it was really a good look at how um, our justice system works and how certain people get treated differently than others. You know, um, it was very eye-opening about that. But the um, uh, it'll be interesting to see because at the end of the series, Joy, what did do you think Adnan did it or not? At the end of it, I kind of came away. I was like, well, maybe he didn't, but. But there was a lot of really, really strong coincidences. And at some point, that many coincidences feel like, like someone was involved in something. Maybe he didn't kill her. She strangled, I believe, if I remember. Maybe he's not the one who actually strangled her. But, you know, maybe he was there or maybe he was involved or maybe he knows something. I don't know. But definitely, I, I definitely do not think he is like like innocent as 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 a baby uh, clean as freshly fallen snow all all of that um no i never thought he did it that witness jay wild was just way too sketchy see that's the thing like but i just think that there's just so much and again <clears throat> i would not have convicted him because it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt or whatever however i do again i do not think that he is he is completely innocent either so, um, alrighty. And then the other thing I did, I'm going to go a little bit long, but the other thing I did on Monday evening is we went to Nordstrom, we ate at the mall, and um, and then Claire needed fish. Somehow, this project for Claire's school, we started off with, we had this like loose aquarium floating around the house. I think it had a turtle in it. It's a, it had something in it. Or no, actually, Monica, it's the one you gave us. That was potentially going to be for the hedgehog, but it was too small. And it's just been like floating around the house, used for different things. So we had that. And Claire was like, oh, I'm going to take it to school. And maybe we can get a fish for school. That girl is always scheming to get something. And she is very, very good at it. And scheming sounds negative. She is always plotting. Let's put it that way. And so, and then it turned in, let's take it to school. Maybe we can use it at school. I was like, take it, take it out of my house. And, and I'm not convinced she didn't put it in places where it was inconvenient just as the setup. I wouldn't put it past her just to prime the pump that I wanted out of the house. And so then it was like, oh, daddy, we, we want to get a little school of fish for the classroom. Can we go to PetSmart and uh, look at stuff? So we went and we were like, OK. And so a couple of weeks ago, I got all the supplies for it. I got the, the gravel. I got some like plastic trees, all that kind of stuff. Water treater, a little vacuum, <coughs> all the, the filter, all those kind of things. Right. And so already like $140 for this free tank I'm giving away. So already that. And then on Monday, she's like, okay, we're ready for the fish. And I had already said I would get the fish. I didn't know what fish costs. Stupid Cooper did not know what fish costs. So we go to PetSmart, fucking goldfish, even like a, a, a lame ass guppy. It's like $11.99 and we bought five of them. So right there, I'm already in it for like 60 bucks, right? After tax. And then... Claire's like, oh, we also have this little like old style goldfish bowl at school. 
and let's get some betas and put it out. I was like, you can't put multiple betas in a, t- in a, in a tank. She's like, oh, you are wrong, daddy. I did the research. And I'm like, mm-hmm, scheming. She was like, you cannot put two male betas together. They will kill each other. They will fight and kill each other. You can only put a female and a male together if it is breeding season, because then they will fight once the breeding season is over. However, female betas can be put together and it's called a sorority. And I was like, oh, do tell. So then we're, we're on the hook for, an, again, $12. When did betas become $12? Wasn't that like the cheapest fish ever for a while? So, so then we bought two female betas. And I'm like, how do you know they're female? Well, they label them on the top of the thing. And the females are the ugly ones. And the males are the pretty ones. Um, so we got two ugly, just boring-ass betas. Uh, I'm like, girl, if they end up fighting, and I Googled it to verify. I trusted her, but I verified it. But I was like, if one of those betas kills the other one, you owe me. You owe me $12 out of your allowance. Uh, so my mom says, oh, shit, mom. I recently bought four treacherous for less than $13. Well, we went to big city store, and I'm sure that they took us for... Um, how <laughs> can you tell the difference between the betas, the big boobs and a large package? I was like, I was like, <laughs> probably inappropriately. So I was like, does this one have a dick? <laughs> I said that in the store. <laughs> it was like, shut up, dad. Um, yeah. So I thought that was funny. And then they get me. I'm a sucker for that. Our pet smart has like this SPCA has, this like adopt pet adoptionary where they have the cats. The, they're always kittens. So it's one of two things. It's always kittens who are so adorable or really old cats. And the storyline is had to be surrendered because my mother died, like my owner died or had to move into a home or whatever. It's always some sap story. And I'm so sweet. And I just want to live out my final golden years in peace. And I'm like, <laughs> so I, I have legit cried at the PetSmart reading these things and, and that I couldn't take them home with me. But I have, that is one thing that I have plenty of self-control over. I do not have a much self-discipline in most areas of my life, but, but, but uh, acquisition of pets. Well, let me rephrase that. We have two dogs. We had two cats. One of them just recently disappeared. And we have a hedgehog. So we have five animals, plus all the strays around. Um, so there's already five animals that we're taking care of. And who takes care of them? I don't touch the hedgehog. I've never held the hedgehog. But all the rest of them, I'm the primary caregiver. Are you getting a replacement cat? All signs point to no on that. My issue is that um, Stripes, the remaining cat, is super aggressive to other cats. And then when we had Steel and we brought home the original bear cat, um, that was its name, at our old house, they got really territorial with each other. So I'm worried that if we bring in another cat, that Stripes is going to lose his mind and run away or whatever. So I'm just saying, let's lay low for a while. I don't know. Claire really, really wants an indoor cat. And I'm like, nope, that is not happening. I do not want a box shit and pee in my house i don't care anyone who says oh the systems are so much better now oh it works oh it doesn't smell i'm like my biggest fear honestly and this has happened before in our house when we had carpet in the gym and the dog old dogs peed all everything i um i am so terrified of becoming nose blind to animal smells in my house i'm already nose blind to i think my teenager smells everyone else tell me that my teenagers stink 
I don't smell it, but I'm like, did you put on deodorant? Put on deodorant. And it's the boy. Um, the, the girl takes a shower at least once a day and loads up with deodorant, keeps them downstairs, upstairs, everywhere, on the stairs. But um, I never smell Mason, but everyone else is like, oh, my God, Mason, you smell like a bag of onions. So um, I'm really worried. So, Monica, when you're here next weekend, I need you to be honest with me and tell me if my house smells like animal. Because we do have the dogs in the house. And one of them has taken to lifting his leg on things. So, um, Monica's saying I would like an indoor cat, but for the same reason, I will not get one. Plus, Mike says no. I know. Um, and you also saw a post on two abandoned labs immediately. Yeah, that's exactly what we need. Two more dogs, and let's make them the biggest possible dogs you can buy. Why not? Why not Great Danes? So, um, but I do love cats. I just wish cats could stay kittens. I would love a baby pig. Only if pigs only stayed like baby pigs. And I don't want one of the potbelly ones either. Like literally like, like that, like that little piglet right there, right? If they could stay cute like that, I would have a pig every day of the week. But they turn into these 2,000 pound hogs and those are disgusting. So, all righty. I'm going to have to have a farm someday. I'm just convinced of it with someone else taking care of the shit. But I'm going to be Martha Stewart. That is in the cards. Um all righty. Well, with that, let me look and make sure I did not miss any comments from y'all. Joy, it was wonderful. It was a joy seeing you today. Um, we miss you here in Dallas. Um, all righty. Well, with that, I'm going to say bye. I love you. It's important to know you are loved. I love that you watched this. Thank you um, so much. I love my ability to externally process every day and just get things off my mind. Maybe be a little entertaining in the process. Um, Monica wants a cat that could poop and pee in the toilet or at least clean its own box. I know. Um, alrighty. And so I will, what is tomorrow? Thursday? It is Thursday tomorrow. I will see you, um, at 4.30 tomorrow for another episode of Cooped Up Live. Should I say, talk to you later. Bye.